You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Hey listeners, it's Joel with the Editing Bay, and before we get into this week's episode, just wanted to give you a little intro, because as you'll know, if you listen to last week's episode, this is a rerun from our first or second year. Uh, one Valentine's Day, we decided to do Titanic, which is a movie uh, maybe maybe you've heard of, maybe some of you have seen it. And in this episode from a few years back, which you cannot download because it is one of our first 100, we took it to task uh, to see if it held up after all these years. So um, if you like it, if you love it, if you hate it, listen anyway. It's a pretty good episode. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode once Joe uh, comes back from Chicago gallivanting around the Windy City. We'll get uh, his review of Hamilton, which he's seeing on whatever their version of Broadway is, and also both of our reviews of uh, Black Panther. Um, And we'll be joined by special guest Matt Brendage, where we'll be talking about the movie Ravenous, which neither one of us have seen, but I believe it has something to do with uh, cannibalism. So uh, whet your appetites for that, pun intended. And without further ado, here's our Titanic episode from 2015. Like, I, I hadn't eaten until, like, since 9 a.m. Yeah. Uh, which I fucked up anyway. Like, you know, you're supposed to go, like, eight hours mm-hmm. before uh, a physical, so that way they can oh. take blood and stuff. That's such bullshit, though. I fucked up, and, like, I wasn't Did you forget thinking. about it? I forgot about it. Oh, no. And I ate, I ate this morning, but I ate at, like, nine, and I'm like, maybe the math can... Nope. No. Nope. It still wasn't Did they know? enough time. Yeah, I told them. Oh, uh, okay. Because they were like, have you been fasting? I'm like, no. <laughs> I fucked up. I've been slowing. I screwed up so Was it bad. something, like, high in sugar and uh, well, yeah. the exact it was, opposite it was of everything? It was Pop-Tart. Yeah, I had a pop tart. That that would that would spice sh- some tests. Shouldn't have that. <laughs> no. Uh, so no, so I sat there and you know the 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 appointments for two thirty. They're mm-hmm. like show up two twenty thirty minutes ahead of time. Uh, I show up like five minutes before the appointment. Listen, and I still have to fill out all the paperwork and stuff. You know what? Fuck that. That is on them. No, it's it is on me. It's no, totally on me. Anytime you make an appointment for anything else, and it's like, oh, I have an eight thirty appointment. They can't turn around and be like, oh, well, yeah, but we need you there an hour ahead of time, <laughs> and then we need you to fill the shit out that you've already filled out five times before. Here's what it's I'm, online, here's and what I'm, I'm handwriting my name. It's like what I'm I fucking saying. emailed you guys my shit. Damn. I have some passionate feelings about go. this. Well, it's because... All right, go ahead. Uh-huh, There's no uh-huh, competition. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> the people out there don't understand. Uh-huh, our time is precious, uh-huh, and they're they're taking our time from us. All right, time's up yeah, for you. Time's up. Uh, so, no, it is on me, though, because had I just shown up earlier, I could have gotten all that paperwork done. We could have gotten started earlier. But you know what? I feel so much better because I was going to this, like, assembly line kind of doctor that was just seeing people come on in, here's this, go in, and take off. Doc in a Not box. really taking the time to, like, get to know me or my situation. I'm now going to see Dr. V. Good. One of our listeners, Dr. Valerino. Who oh, seriously? I, I delivered him his shirt. You for, said that we, like I was we read, to Well, we read, we read his review. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, that's the doctor. Or girl. It's the guy. Right. It's Anthony. That, that's sexist Anthony, of me to assume. Anthony Valerino is wow. <laughs> not not a female. That is the most Italian name besides Giuseppe Cucinati. <laughs> that's why we get along so well. Is I that think. your real name, Giuseppe? Yeah. No way. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, old school. That's that the name gra- of the. It's my grandfather's name. Yeah, uh, isn't that the name in Pinocchio? Is he Geppetto? Ge- uh, thanks whatever. for being racist. No, I. Uh, it was, uh, no, hey, no, it was no. close. Thanks for being racist. So Three it, it took it took a long time though. Like we had a serious talk. Mm. Uh, uh, it turns out I'm not exactly entirely healthy right now. So we're working on some stuff. 
Uh, but then you look great to me. Leave, uh, thank you. Then I had to go by the pharmacy, and it mm. took them at least an hour and a half to get my stuff done. So frustrating, <laughs> right? Uh, and so that I st- I stopped by my sister's house so mm. that way I could drop some stuff off for her. And then I wanted to get something to eat with Sarah before we recorded. It's good so for you. I rushed to Dallas, and we got to have ourselves something to eat. And now here we are recording a little bit later than usual. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> took I a have, nap. I have to explain why I was late getting out to the doctor's office was because it took forever this morning for me to download the movie. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> Which you told me, like, on Saturday. You're like, all right, I'll put the link up tomorrow. And I'm like, wait, I'll oh, Sunday. And I didn't want to bother you because I'm like, he might be busy. No, I, I, it, it, it kind of slipped my mind there for a while. Yeah. And then by the time I remembered, I was like, okay, it's in the folder, but it's a, it was like a four-gig file, yeah, right? Yeah, four took gigs. A couple of hours, probably, it's just ridiculous. to upload. It did. It took and then a you got to wait to download I st- it. And then I started watching it, mm-hmm. uh, and then I had to, I had to leave. I had to I had to leave work. I had to go, and I figured, you know what? If I leave now, I can go home. Uh-huh. I can load it onto my PC and then put it on my iPad. There you go. And I can watch it there. Well, I have so much shit on my iPad and not enough space on my uh, PC. I had to like clean space out oh on man, both things. I'm sorry. And then like if you're taking things off of the iPad but you still have it set on on iTunes, like there's this They'll weird try to like it. yeah, it tries yes. to reload it, and so I had to deal with that. Finally got it loaded up, and so by the time it's like. Two what what one it's one fifty five and I'm leaving my place and I have to be in like McKinney by two twenty. Oh no, no. Uh, sorry, dude. Yeah, no, it was it was ridiculous. Wait, why am I apologizing? No, this was your you pick. Shouldn't be, you shouldn't you shouldn't be apologizing. Remember? This was my pick, <laughs> and I regretted it the moment it came out of my mouth, and now I regret it again. Uh, Guys, this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. I'm Joel, and this is where we come to talk about movies, the misunderstood gems of cinema, past, present, <laughs> and yet to be. Uh, wow. Sometimes these movies are great. Yes. And sometimes they're horrible. Mm. Uh, whatever the case may be, we will check them out and then come back here and talk about them with you, our lovely listeners. And celebrating Valentine's Week, Aww. we decided to go with, you know, kind of a chick flick, kind of go with a movie that, you know, it was a big date movie. It's a big date movie for uh, the better part of a year. Yeah. People were going to see this movie in the theater and, and it was still selling out. And I vehemently deg- disagreed with you last week and you were like, oh, a chick flick. And I'm like, this is not a chick flick. Like, but watching it again, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it kind of it's is kind of a chick flick. It's uh, we are talking about Titanic, yeah. James Cameron's Titanic, <laughs> and I forgot about the uh, the onslaught of Leo isms that happened afterward. Just the Leo, he was everywhere. He was a heartthrob because of this movie, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, was he on the map before? I guess eating Gilbert Grape, but that's not going to get what's eating a bunch Gilbert of teenage Grape? girls what, no, no, in a tizzy. Oh, God, I'm trying to think. He did Romeo and Juliet. Baz Romeo and Juliet. Romeo there you and go. Juliet. Yeah. Oh, and turns out. Um, Claire Danes was almost going to play the Rose character really? in Titanic. She was oh. up for the, I think she auditioned for I'm it. I'm glad she didn't. Yeah, me too. Because this was the movie where I discovered Kate Winslet. Yes. It wasn't Beautiful Creatures like almost everybody else. Yeah. And uh, gorgeous. Like, I've, she is, I had a crush on her when I first saw this movie. Sure. And going back to it, I'm like, oh my God, she was so cute. Yep. And even now, like, she's she's almost like, um, uh, what's her name from uh, from the X-Files? Uh, oh, Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson. Fucking just ages well. Yeah. She looks fantastic. Porcelain skin. Uh, Robin Wright, Jillian lips. Anderson, Kate Winslet. Like these women Ooh. are just, they look even more amazing good now. Good call. Cute girls, gorgeous women. That's that's a good comparison too. Yeah. Did you see that movie? I'm going off on a tangent All here. of them. <laughs> With uh, Robin Wright. The uh, Congress? Yeah, that's what it was called, yes, right? I, Where yep. I need to see that. It's so good. I've got it. Damn it. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I have it. Will it, it take it's me four so hours? Good. I think Jeff has it too. No? Nope. 
All right, I've got it. All right, we'll <laughs> do that. It's really good though. Uh, but so we decided to take in Titanic, and when I when I announced it, I was like, "Yeah, this is a chick flick," and I can't stand it. Oh, and I was like, "I love it." You were, you, you were like, "I've seen it a million times." I, I love not, this movie. I saw it. I, I may have to, seen it a million. I saw times. four times in Beeville. I did see it for it. It wasn't even in Beeville. It was in different cities. I, I took this movie on tour, Joe, <laughs> because it was one of the like I wanted to share the experience with other people. I, the first time I saw it was with my sister, which is kind of weird. Um, it was like you know because it came out Christmas. So how was that? Moment when they have sex in the car, sitting next to your little sister. uncomfortable. Yeah, little little. Where he's drawing, draw me like your French girls, Jack. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I want you. I want to wear this and nothing else. And, nothing. Like, and damn, only this. This chick is fucking like she. She basically rapes Leo in this movie. Like this is all uh, concocted. This whole movie is just a couple of like just oversexed. Yeah, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I feel bad, and and I almost think that I've seen this somewhere where someone like. Kind of, uh, they wrote like an essay about like what it would have been like had the Titanic not crashed uh, into the iceberg and what the relationship between Jack and Rose would have been. Awkward. It would have been awkward. It would have been horrible because they were like so impulsive. Yes. And this was the summer fling version for her. They would have landed in New York because she would have gotten off the boat with Cal. They were Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey on a boat. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have gone off. Uh, there would have been a fight, maybe some domestic abuse. Yeah, well, because he was like, <laughs> she's like, I just love him because he's just this free spirit, and he just doesn't know yeah. where the wind's going to take. I'm like, you know what? There, there's a time where, where that's cute, and mm-hmm. then suddenly it turns into, how are we going to eat yeah, tomorrow? That, and then the minute they hit land, he's such a free spirit, his, the wind's going to blow him into the arms of some other 20-year-old hussy. <laughs> Her name's Wind. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Wind. So Asian-American. The, this movie, can we? Ta- I want to talk about this before we even get into the story of the movie, or the multiple stories of this movie, the needlessly multiple stories of this movie. They're pretty simple, though. Uh, this movie took, like, the nation by storm. Oh, dude, yeah, it was an event. Why? Like, why was this movie such a like? It was such a hit. I will. I, I I'm still going to stand up for this, Joe, because even watching it again last night, uh, I'll 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 give it its flaws. And yeah, there's some shit that does not hold up. And even at the time, stuff that like you know is eye roll inducing, uh-huh. pretty cheesy. Yeah, but it is it is an epic in every sense of the word. It is a technically mm-hmm. this is. A masterful achievement. I'm going yes. to give you that right off the Absolutely. bat, right now. You can't deny uh, the 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 marriage of digital and practical effects in this movie mm-hmm. is stupendous. Um, and not even just the. I mean, yes, there's an effects part, but like the the massive amount, like. This is like a gone with the wind type scale, where you know thousands of extras. What danger? It's a it's it's a surprise that nobody was killed during the making of this movie. Right. If this movie were made like in the fifties, there would have been a body count. Oh uh, yeah, a couple people, couple of you know. Yes, I I agree with you. From a technical standpoint, Mm -hmm. this movie is an amazing achievement. Great. Glad we're agreed. Uh, As far as a storytelling medium, Mm. this movie is kind of fucking insufferable for me. It's not that bad. It's kind of bad. It's it's It's, basic. It's a really, really elementary fucking story that basically just kind of piggybacks on top of a huge tragedy Mm -hmm. to try to give it a little more gravity. A little more gravitas. But successful, I would Cinema argue. Cinema verite. <laughs> love that, don't you? <laughs> I love that word. But successful. That phrase. Because that... It, it was successful, I, but it feels like one of those weird embarrassments of cinema. Like, it, it, it's kind of along the same lines of, the, of like, Gladiator being yeah. a Best Picture nominee. When yes. you go back and you watch that movie and you're like, 
It's the why. It's the one night stand of movies where you wake up the next morning. You're like, oh, you looked a lot prettier. You looked a lot prettier last night. Like, like the Imitation Game. I was just talking to Sarah about this. I'm like, you know, right after finishing watching Imitation Game, like I loved it, and the further I get away from oh, it, really? the less I'm impressed with the movie. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. No, you're making me no, not no, want no. to. You should see I should? it. All it's right. a good movie. It's a well done movie. I, you know, I, and when I was done watching it, right off the bat, I was like, yes, Oscar award winner. This is amazing. And the further I get out and the more I think about it, the more I digest that film, the more I feel like, eh, nah, mm. it's kind of kind of English patient caliber. Oh, no. Well, then I hope it doesn't win. Hope we're not repeating history. No, I think Birdman's got it. Oh, see, I don't want that to win. I love Whiplash, but to Whiplash be fair, was really good. That's one of the few movies but I've seen. God, I love Birdman. It's good, but it, you're totally, and we talked about this before. I'm like, the audience. It is catering to yeah. you specifically. Yes. Like, that movie is for you. So, so now we, uh, we kind of flip it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we talk about a movie that's kind of totally for you, I guess. It is. This movie, Titanic. I about do love this movie. The maiden and final voyage of <laughs> the, the Titanic. You know, and, and you were talking about what the basic, the, well, I spit it out, Joel. The movie is basically, you know, taking this, this event that happened in history and grafting this love story onto it, which may or may not be successful. But I think it was such, it took the nation by storm, as you say, and the world. Nay, the world. Yeah. Um, because we were so far removed from the tragedy, and you know, it might as well have been the Hindenburg. And in fact, I think they tried to make a Hindenburg. <laughs> yes, movie they have. Based yes, on have. the success of this, um, it was. It, it didn't seem real to us. Like it's what I imagine in fifty years, uh, people will think of nine eleven. Like right. kids who, it, not even on their radar, they 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 probably seeing the images. Actually, that might. That's going to be different. I don't think they're ever going to try to make a romance around like nine eleven. Like uh, uh, Jack and Rose are in a uh, they're in Tower Number Two. No, but when you get to ooh, wow, uh, yeah, you say that, but <laughs> they might. You think because, they would do that because you get so far removed from something and it loses its humanity. And I think that's what that this but, event but was. We're also we didn't talking connect about, to it. I'll give you this: like, there's something romantic about a cruise. About true, uh, even if it's like an actual immigration cruise liner like you're taking yeah. people a passenger liner f- just from one coast yeah. from Ireland to America you know they're not going on a pleasure cruise no. this is actual transit but there's still something romantic yeah. about there's it there's sunsets there's dolphins that are riding oh my god the dolphins while he's, while he's straddling the, the Ooh, Fabrizio I'm the king of the world I know awkward that was awkward dude Fabrizio, can we, can we just stop down for him? <laughs> we can. Just a second. He's the most. Uh... He's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's horrible. In, in fact, my note is uh, at least they didn't go stereotypical with Fabrizio. <laughs> oh, wait. It's a good drinking game. Like every time he says, Bastardo. <laughs> he yells that like five or, or six times. Every time he just adds an extra like a vowel to the end of a word, I know like, he's okay. Uh, hey, linguini, fettuccine. <laughs> he's so bad. It is pretty. Yeah. It's like watching a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon, but when like Mussolini shows up in the old Bugs Bunny cartoon, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is kind of what we've come to expect from James Cameron, right? Especially yeah. in a post Avatar world. Um, I, I don't know. How, how do you feel about James Cameron? Because that guy has a flawless record. I would say no, 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 he doesn't. No, no. What What's a bad movie that he's done? Uh, Avatar. Okay, yes, and yet that still that movie made more money than this movie, and, uh-huh. and it's actually higher rated on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, surprisingly, by but both critics I, and audiences. I feel like you need to really look at, especially the critics. You need oh, to I look at who are the ones that are rating this high. Like when I went to the, I went to the, this is back when I was still writing for the website. Uh, I went to the critic screening for this movie, 
And I didn't want to go. In fact, like I was assigned to it and I went and I checked in and they're like, oh, your uh, your editor didn't actually sign you up for this. And I was like, good, good. I'm out of here. Deuces. Because <laughs> I knew that movie was like three hours long. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to lose a whole afternoon watching this movie. And so I start walking away and she's like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Let me. You know what? I think we've got some space. We can fit you in. I'm like, God damn. So I go in there, and maybe I went in with the wrong attitude, but I tried to, like, I'm going to make the most of it. I sit down, I'm watching this movie, and the 3D's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, but the story was shit. It was bullshit. And I was bored just senseless throughout this whole movie. When it ends, there's a couple of guys. These, this one guy who runs the Dallas Comic-Con here in town, his name is Mark Walters. Mm-hmm. He also runs his own site called Big Fanboy. And there's this other dude, I can't remember his name, but he's another reviewer that writes for him. And they, like, walked up to each other, and they're doing, like, you know, so what do you think, man? Oscar nomination? Yeah, I think so. Wow, really? And I was like, I'm just looking at them. I'm like, this movie was horrible. Like, it was. Oh, well, I wouldn't it was, call it horrible. No, no, no. But here's the thing. You don't get credit for me for making, like, oh, my God, you've, you've got a perfect record because you've made a movie with great special effects. Like, just like George Lucas, just like ideal George Lucas, yeah, Lucas back yeah. in the day. Uh, said a special effect is just that it's a tool to tell a story you it's not the story itself and unfortunately with avatar it was the story uh, the special effects were the story because if you look at the story itself well, it's a story of it's pocahontas fucking weak it's 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 very basic and it's it, it's not even pocahontas it's fern gully <laughs> it's kind of like fern gully yeah, yeah with the with the environmental slant well and him like shrinking down there's there's a story there i don't think it, there's it's not like there's no story it's just um it's lowest common and this is what james cameron does he makes lowest common denominator films but which is I why it has such I a mass appeal i can't award that i can't say that that's flawless then if you're if even you're if he does it well even if he does it well i can't say like you've got this flawless record because I will throw stuff back. Like I'll go back to James Cameron's early career, mm-hmm. and let's let's talk about Terminator. Yes, let's talk about Aliens. Mm-hmm. Abyss. Like, those are Abyss. I love Abyss. Those are amazing movies. Mm-hmm. I love those films. I felt like everything went downhill with James Cameron halfway through Terminator Two. When, whoa, whoa! What? When he when he started going when when Eddie Furlong castrates Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger uh. by saying you can't go around killing people. When he made that command, that movie suddenly, to me, sitting in the theater, oh. that movie suddenly fucking lost half the points. Well, that's like, the I was heart just, of it, though. But it's called the goddamn Terminator. I know, but we had and that movie. And the first movie was, it was a horror movie. It was a I know. sci-fi horror flick. And then what we got in Terminator 2 nah. was, it was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. No it was, way. It was the Terminator running around with a kid sidekick. You think the first Terminator is better than Terminator 2? I think story-wise, yes. Uh, I think from a, from a story the the story standpoint yes obviously special effects wise it's not as good because he was working on sure. a really low budget like the oh, original ter- the original terminator is kind of a student film when yeah. you watch that it doesn't look great but medicine. he still was able to capture a- yeah. the atmosphere and it was still you know that the, the performances between michael bain and linda hamilton mm-hmm. it was really great i love where he took the story in terminator 2 i love that linda hamilton's like this survivalist yes. i think that's great and i wish we would have played more along with those lines but when suddenly you got eddie furlong and he's not even a sympathetic kid. <laughs> he's he's not a kind of a there. fucking bastard. A fucking... And you can't stand him throughout yeah. the entire movie. He's you grating. don't like him. And you're he's like, grating. really? This kid, fucking Luke Skywalker, the I want to go to Tashi Station and get some fucking power <laughs> Power converter. Uh, he's the hero. Like, he's the one that leads the army of men. And then the fact that, like, he tells the Terminator, stand on one foot. You can't go around killing people. Then in the same fucking scene, instigates a fight with these two guys. I know. And he's like... 
Hey, what's up, dude? Yeah, yeah, what the fuck is your problem? And like instigate shit with them. And these guys had come over. They were trying to help him I know. with the Terminator. I feel sorry for those guys. Like that does something though, from from a story standpoint, and just from what that's doing to you subconsciously. Like he doesn't earn that protection. He does like that movie is kind of broken from that point on. It's just kind mm. of. It's it's just shards of what it should be. I don't know. I, I I love the second one. I think it's much far superior than the first because, like you said, the first one is basically a horror movie, and he could have just done another Terminator uh-huh. like that and and played up the horror. And he he injected some heart to it. He I, made the characters real. I know Eddie Furlong is not real? very good, real. But, but I like that scene because he when he, when did it, how did he make the characters real? Well, that scene that you just pointed out, Eddie Furlong goes from you know just being a flippant little kid, and then he realizes his actions have consequences and and things you. Know, but he doesn't he learn anything power. from it. He just yells at the fucking robot and is like, don't do it. It's more about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, That movie's sadly. awesome until he does that. Like, the whole bit where he's like, yeah. he, sa- he saves Eddie Furlong, he's got the motorcycle, and they're going down the L.A. River. That's fucking intense. And that's amazing. It's yeah. so good. Uh, but then, after that, from that point on, it's like uh, some good set pieces. But that's about it. You know, know. you've got the part where they go into Miles Dyson's office that's and great. he's and he's blowing up the helicopters. You know, you've got the uh they're they're on the the ni- the liquid nitrogen truck mm-hmm. and they bring it into like the steel mill because there's always a goddamn steel mill in a James Cameron movie. <laughs> uh those those are great set pieces. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, as a movie, oh. it stops. It falls apart from that point <laughs> on. It falls apart as a cohesive Story, man. I'm disagreeing with you about this movie just the same way I am. I, do, I about think. Titanic. I think though, uh, we come from different schools of, of film, and I don't mean this in an insulting way, Joel. <laughs> oh, this will be good. I, no, but I do think that. <laughs> I can't wait for I this. I do think that you come from a lot more of a technical standpoint. Uh-huh. Like, I I don't know what what your experience is with like a narrative, with with telling an actual like telling stories and just. Putting pretty pictures on the screen. No, you're you're certainly uh, as, as a storyteller. Yeah, you're certainly. Uh, and, and I don't mean that. As no, 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 no. I'm really no, trying. No, to I know out. exactly what you're saying, but I've never. Well, once I've written, uh, sat down and wrote, wrote, written, written <laughs> an entire script. See, obviously, clearly, I don't even have a grasp write, of the language. I write it. <laughs> um, I'm I am better at taking somebody else's idea and making it and. and Breathing life into it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. And that's what I'm counting on. Like, <laughs> With the, like, yeah, I the want you to look at yeah, my yeah. stuff and be like, this is how we should do it. No, like, you're right. Here's the thing I think that there's there's so much merit that goes into, like, you know, someone who can create a story visually. And that's something I can't do. You know, I have ideas of how I think something should look, but I don't know how to do it. That's why, like, I feel like. I feel like we as a movie going nation are kind of we're robbed and what really pisses me off about Michael Bay mm-hmm. mm. as for example what pisses me off about him is he makes a great looking movie yes. the dude shoots a beautiful bit of film but yes. his stories suck it's all ass. style and no substance he can't direct worth the shit yeah. but they look so good and that's what hurts my heart so yeah. much like I I do like some of his movies I like Bad Boys I like The Rock mm-hmm. I like Armageddon mm-hmm. and maybe I'm a little biased on that one I think those are good stories but from that point out, like it suddenly Pearl Harbor onward Dang. was like, what the fuck is going on with you? So now I'm going to kind of reel it back into James Cameron. Yes, I feel like James Cameron gave guys like Michael Bay carte blanche to do the things that they're doing now. That like it doesn't matter. You don't have to put too much effort into the story as long as it looks good. Uh, but but the the vital part that you're missing is having characters that you care about. And that's what Michael Bay misses. That's what George Lucas missed in the prequels. Everything looks good. It's technically great. Um, but but 
James Cameron nails it, I think, every time. Because you, even in Terminator 2, yeah, maybe you didn't like the way the story, maybe you didn't like the way it unfolded uh-huh. the, uh, from, from a narrative standpoint, but I can't deny that you care about... I care, I cared about Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator in a way in that second movie that you don't in the first. And well, I you're to, not. He's the villain in the head. first one. No, absolutely, but I mean, again, they could have done that. Even with the narrative that they had, they could have not had the whole kind of father-son uh, connection that they did. Um, mm-hmm. But he, I don't know. I, I think he gets characters well. And that's why I think I like Titanic. With all of its faults. Um, I, I, it's, no, no, no. Go I, ahead and finish. Because there's something that I want to touch on. One last thing on, okay. t- on Terminator before you move on. No, I'm, all I'm saying is, yeah, I, I'm legitimately invested in what happens to, to Jack and Rose. So here's, what, here's, here's my problem mm-hmm. with the way that James Cameron crafts a story, mm-hmm. though. All of the the important information we're supposed to get about a character oh God. is told to us. So and clunky. It's never shown to us. Uh, the, the it's f- always told to us through some kind of weird narrative. Like the Linda dude. Hamilton sitting there talking about, in a world like this, it seems crazy that yes. he would be the... Uh, like, we get it. We can see what's going on. We don't need you to tell us yes. that. You can show us that through his actions with the boy. It's a movie. Exactly. <laughs> and do. they do the same thing in this movie in oh, Titanic. Yeah. Where, like, you have the, the old Rose kind of uh, telling the story. Yeah. And then like um, Bill Paxton and, and his and his sidekick are peppering in exposition. Just uh-huh. really clunky. It's really too. clunky. Like there's a point where she's gone on and told the story of how she's met Jack mm-hmm. for like an hour. And then they cut back to modern day. And like suddenly they start going like, he was too cocky. It was a big ship with a small rudder. I know, I love that. Didn't have a chance. Everything I'm like, he knew you? was wrong. Everything he knew. Oh, he had 26 years of experience, and he used and it was used against him. Yeah. And I was like, where did you get any of that? Like, this was one small part in yeah. her story mm-hmm. of what happened on the Titanic. Like, that was one small part, and you're, like, focusing on it because James Cameron, this is the voice of James Cameron going, of course. hey, guys. Just don't want don't want you to miss this information. This is going to come back. There are, there's something that James Cameron does in this movie that I both really admire and I do respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't really notice until watching this again. Uh, James Cameron is really, really good at subconsciously setting things up that yep. are going to yes. come back around, which I was I was really impressed with watching this. As they're loading up the Titanic, you see the car, like the car's coming up, and so you're setting up, like later in the movie, mm-hmm. they're there's gonna the fuck car. It. They're going to get in the car. <laughs> well, maybe not they're going to fuck in it, but that's why there's a car on the boat. Or like when, when uh, Billy Zane is chasing after them with a gun. They're going to hey, fuck. Hey, where'd the gun come from? <laughs> He's going to fuck the gun. Uh, but hey, where did the gun come from? Well, his dude, the yep. dude it shows Lovejoy. it. Lovejoy shows it earlier in the film like he sets up these things that like you know maybe you don't you don't consciously notice it but something in your subconscious kind of triggers like okay i saw that i i identify this this is this works so kudos to you james cameron because that's not an easy thing to do and and even when it's it's laid out for you like in one of these exposition exposition scenes they do the little expository thank you thank you what what is wrong with my language you know what i I did i took that nap and i've reached (laughs) that i've shaken my my head like an etch-a-sketch that's right um they do that little 3D animatic where they show like how the ship sunk and what yeah. happens and this this filled up and then this collapsed and then it came up and then it broke in half and this and then it bobbed right. there and then it sank. You set it up and that's like in the first hour. Uh-huh. And that's all education. Like you know, we didn't know that that's how it. And if you go back and watch the old Titanic movies, you know there were two it or three splits, films splits that were half. no, it never splits in half. It just sinks. Did like it just sink? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know that like there was the a, black there was a, there was a, a movie called A Night to Remember mm-hmm. and like. 
there was a lot of stuff. And the thing is, I have it's not like I went back and recently watched a night to remember. I just kind of looked up some old Titanic movies, and that was one of them. And I kind of looked it up, and like James Cameron, I don't know if he's paying homage or if he just straight rips like scenes out of that movie. Yeah, but there's some stuff that's ripped out of that movie, like almost shot for shot. Oh, that they throw into as Titanic the, as the the thing is sinking. As the yeah, ship is sinking. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a historical event. There's no, only so many that, different ways you can shoot well, a sinking ship. Right? Well, dude. I mean, I'm talking like to the point <laughs> where it's like shot. pretty shot for shot. Where like it's a dutched angle, dutched at the same kind of angle, and like a dude turns around with the same kind of timing and looks and. It, it's a little too okay. coincidental. Not that, but the, if but he again, weren't an accomplished filmmaker prior to this movie, right. I would call shenanigans. But. And that's and you know what? Also, again, this is something that's been put in film a few times. I'm not crucifying him for this at all. Uh, it's it's just confusing because I can't tell if it's an homage or if like if he ripped it. It's I I think it's one of those things where you you ever like had somebody tell a story or a joke? Um, no, and it, and it's, no one's it's ever a told a good a joke. story. And at a certain point, you kind of make it your own. Yeah. Uh, maybe like Brian Williams from NBC <laughs> News has been why, accused of doing. Why do we got to take BW put him in? I, I, it's because I was reading about it today, and it's like, okay, the event of the helicopter crash happened. I'm not talking about Titanic, by the way. No helicopters. In Titanic. <laughs> there were no helicopters. But uh, dude, the heli- the part where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is hanging off the helicopter <laughs> and she punches Tia Carrera in the face. <laughs> um, that actually happened. He witnessed it. He just wasn't on. He the wasn't on the helicopter. So he he inject, injected himself. And sometimes people subconsciously do that. I've been. I've. There are stories in my past where it's like I don't know. There's a. There's something that happened to my family where somebody choked on a butterscotch uh-huh. and had to be held upside down. And I swear it was me. I think it was actually my brother that this happened to, <laughs> but I was so young when it happened, and it was just one of those stories that because your oh, memory you're co-opting tragedy. No, no, no. <laughs> and I didn't do it consciously. It wasn't like, oh, this is a cool story. I'm gonna tell it like it was me. It's just like you lose track. Any anybody who's you, know, you ever watched any Law and Order or anybody if you know who was who was a prosecutor, they'll tell you, you know, like memory. We put so much stock in memory, but memory isn't this concrete thing that happened. And it it gets molded, and every time you recall a memory, you're reshaping it. And yeah. it's, it's sometimes, anyway, all that to say, he may have just seen those old Titanic movies, gotcha. and then while he was filming, kind of got embedded, evoked that exactly. Gotcha. Uh, but still, I give him credit for so, it. So um, this movie of Titanic, oh, Jesus, it takes twenty minutes for us to get on the fucking boat. No, 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 no. No pun intended, but it is glacially paced. It's it's twenty minutes to get on, and you know I kind of good one, Joel. I um, I don't think we needed this. We didn't need the modern day stuff. Oh yeah, we didn't need any of the Bill Paxton. This was the this is him totally being um narcissistic because what he's basically the Bill Paxton character. Yeah, that's him. James Cameron. Yeah, it's supposed to be the James James Cameron's kind of like that's his that's his avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, nicely done. Shit, it's gonna be an episode full of shit. Because at the end, we're only like an hour in. At the end, when I know right, it's gonna be a long episode, folks. It's a three hour movie. It's another speed two episode. Ninety minutes. No, no, movies about both. Man, movies about boats. Um, yeah, oh yeah, no right. <laughs> We're never doing Poseidon. But at, at the end, when Bill Paxton, when after we've gone through the boat sinking, and he's uh-huh. having that conversation with who's he talking to? I guess is he talking to his buddy, his sidekick? Yeah. No, he's talking to the the uh, James Cameron's wife. He's talking. Yeah, that's right. That he uh, <laughs> cheated on and divorced his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's the right. This movie Rose's uh, granddaughter. Uh-huh. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, who could like, could only be in this movie because she's banging the director because I think she so. sucks. I think so. She's so bad. she's not even she's not no she's she's he, not even attractive. He definitely definitely has a type, doesn't he? Yes, he like, does. She kind of looks like she the looks like Linda Hamilton. Of Linda Hamilton. Yes, sir. But he's Bill Paxton's like 
I spent three years of my life thinking no, nothing about Titanic, but I never let it in until now. <laughs> I think that's the line, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think never so. let it in. I think so. And but you can see James because this is what he did. He went on the dive and he wanted to make this movie. I think mm-hmm. before he kind of fully understood how he was going to tell it and, yeah. and add humanity to it, mm-hmm. the human side. Um, where was it going? I heard oh, that, yeah. So anyway, I heard a rumor that this wasn't originally supposed to even be like a love story. Uh, it, maybe not when it was being like the first the first film treatment the and stuff. I have a, I've I heard that it was supposed to be a little bit more of a the more one, of an action movie. The one that James Cameron, yeah, pitched? the J- the James Cameron pitch. Yeah. Everything I read said that like in his pitch meeting, it was like Romeo and Juliet on a boat. Really, like that's what his movie wanted. Wow, that's, that's how he got a green light. Because I I read a few things that oh. were talking about like he was. That's why the original <laughs> poster that we saw, yeah. like the first Titanic poster, was like. You know these just big letters of Titanic and the steel and like we didn't see I think that's like a marketing. We didn't see right? like Jack and Rose on a poster. Oh, until like until maybe a month out. before it came out, I, and they weren't even really heavily pushing the uh, the the love story. And, and now you look at all like there's no boat in the posters. Now. Oh yeah, everything no, is just Jack and Rose. Jack and Rose and some dolphins. You know, it wouldn't be the first time I got stuff wrong. I, I gotta stop down and uh, apologize for last week's episode <laughs> where we talked about UHF. Yeah, and you were talking about oh VHF versus UHF isn't it? And I was like no no no. UHF are the better channels, dude. I was or totally wrong. You said wrong. VHF were the better channels. I oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah, you were the one who was right. Uh, yeah, I yeah. kept saying like, well, because I made that point. I was like, Joel, what if I said, <laughs> Joel, you look very good, and you're like, well, thank you. I'm like, no, Joel, you look ultra good. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> uh, you were right. I did some research. I was totally. Backwards. Yeah, we, we had a few. Uh, a few uh, snafus. It's yeah, okay. It's, it's it happens. Good. It happens with something like this. We keep our listeners on our feet <laughs> and stuff. Oops. Or um, whatever. Where are we going with this? I don't oh, know, oh, man. We I, need I to never, talk about this so, fucking so movie. I never finished my point about, so they're doing the three animatic, the 3D animatic about showing how the ship yeah, broke the guy, apart. The guy with his Watchmen t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, with the blood eye coming out of yeah, the smiley face. Yeah. Um, and then later, like the last act, the last hour. Victor Garber. When it's happening pull, in real time. He pulls out the map and he's like, it's going to fill these bulkheads. Right. It's designed to fill four, but not five. And five, yeah. It will sink. It's made of iron and <laughs> steel. Like, but it's Titanic. It can't sink. <laughs> it's made of iron. I assure I you assure it you, will. I assure you, sir, it can. But so the whole sequence where they're they're running through and everyone's trying to save and everything's happening, it's great because we we know what's happening without it having to be spelled out at the time. <laughs> but it's it was because already he spelled, spelled out two out. hours ago. Yeah, I know, but still, when See, you're that's okay, not the subtle. That's not subtle. Not like subtle. what I'm talking about, like with the car, with the gun, uh, like that was that's some subtle stuff where you're like, he's oh, wow, calling it out, a, of course. But like, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, if the dude's like, I'm gonna show this woman who's re- who's already lived through the sinking of this boat. I'm gonna show her in detail what happened to her and her family. Again, and then uh, goes through all that shit. But still, it was a nice way. Okay. And the fact that he did it in such a cold way to this woman. But she calls him out, and she's like, that was a very nice forensic uh, uh, retelling of what happened. She's a horrible actress. I remember it differently. Didn't she get the Oscar that that year? I don't think she got. She got nominated. She got nominated. I think she got the pity Oscar. But, oh my God, she was so bad. She was bad. Oh, she's not that bad. No, she was bad. You think so? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, her 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 VOs were horrible. Okay, well, okay, but here is she bad or is the writing bad? Because some no, of the she's stuff bad. You just can't she's, say she's bad. The the writing's horrible. Oh, I'm gonna I give love you that. Old Rose. James Cameron's James Cameron's dialogue no. is fucking horrible. Yeah. It's so bad, like to the point where like we've got. I I hate the fact that and and we've talked about this before. We're like I can't stand when someone just puts like a 
a two-dimensional villain on the screen. Yes. Where Billy Zane is just like, he's a mustache away from being like <laughs> yeah. a cartoon villain. Whoa. Like he's going to like tie some woman up to the yeah. tracks on a boat. <laughs> like, and, and he just and it, gets progressively worse because he starts off like just as a, an uber douche. Yeah. A do duber. A do a duber. Well, there's no way to combine <laughs> those two. A bruce. And then... Uh, just turns into an attempted murderer yeah. out of nowhere and has no solace. And, and just, just loses his power. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But You're right. What, but what I'm saying is, like, we have these moments, and we had the same thing with Rose's mom, too. Like, Billy Zane has this moment where he walks in, and Rose is sitting at, like, the vanity or whatever, yes. and he comes and he walks in, he starts talking about, like, you know, finding feelings for one another. Mm-hmm. And, and I liked it because it was the only time yeah. that we gave Kel any kind of depth in mm-hmm. this movie mm-hmm. at all. It's a movie about Titanic, and like, there's no depth at all with any of these characters. Ironic, isn't that? No, you're right. Uh, But there's this one little moment where I feel like, you know, this would be kind of nice. It would be kind of nice to see, like, maybe, maybe there's something more behind this guy. Maybe there's a reason why he is the way he is. And it would have been nice to see a little bit of a redemption for that character. You know, they could have. And the mom, the the mother character. You know, she has that moment where she talks about Rose, and she's like. Listen, we don't have any money. Yeah, Your yeah, father left yeah. us fucked. with nothing but his it's name. It's all on you now. So we need to do this. That's a li- we get this little glimpse and, of depth in this character, yeah. and then suddenly she just goes back to being oblivious and horrible. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's and horrible. I, I but hated even, that. Even the Leo DiCaprio character is really shallow. The only character that has any depth and has any kind of arc is Rose. Yeah, this is her Rose's movie. story. It's her movie, obviously, yeah. she's telling the story, and I kind of feel like all the marketing on this, like Leo's name, should have never come first <laughs> on the poster. This should. This was well, Kate. This is. This you got to sell Kate issues Winslet's of story. sixteen magazine, Joe. You're not going to do guess, that with uh, a, a bosomy Kate Winslet. But she's on the cover. she's a, a wonderful heroine in this movie. Heroine. She is. She is. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Beavis. <laughs> I'm trying to move this thing forward. We've been talking. We talked about Terminator Two for twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> this will move quickly. So, don't worry. So no, like we we've got Rose, and Rose is such a great character, mm. played by a wonderful actress. I dare say the strongest performer in this entire movie. Oh sure, oh sure. Kate Winslet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did she win for this movie? I believe Do you know off the top so. Of your head? I think this movie like swept almost like like a fourteen swept, Oscars or swept something. In the, swept to the sea, <laughs> swept <right>. away. <laughs> uh, she was She's amazing. Good. She's so good to watch. Yeah. Even though I'm not a big fan of this movie, I still enjoyed watching her. She makes the scenes. Uh, that whole spitting scene. Uh huh. First of all, what the fuck. Like, that's supposed to be the romantic. You know, in Ghost, we have Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, and it's like central. Oh, my love. Uh, And this movie's version of that is uh, hocking loogies off the side of a boat. Well, I kind of think the the pottery scene in this movie is them standing on the bow. Okay, that's true. That's a good point. But still, the spitting scene scene is basically Chekhov's gunning her spitting in Cal's face at the end. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the, I, I know the scene you're talking about where they're doing, where they're uh, having hand sex. Yeah. They're <laughs> just like standing there. Hand sex. They're doing that thing you did in middle school, where it's like. I. I no, just me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got really quiet here. I'm pretty, getting a lot of weird looks, folks. Pretty much just you. No, the, okay, she carried Leo through every one of those scenes where they were supposed to be like. He, you know what? He's developing really charming, a relationship. Though, too. He's charming on a one-dimensional level. Okay, but here's the thing: they on page, on paper, these are one-dimensional characters, and yet I still like. Uh, but Rose but, is a little more developed and fleshed out. But <laughs> when, we, when we've got, oh my god, it's right there. Come but on. when we have this backdrop of this true tragedy that happened, I feel like the worst thing you could do is just have a bunch of one-dimensional characters. Uh, 
we already okay. know what's going to happen. Yes. We already know what's happening with the boat. Mm-hmm. There's no point in this movie, and I don't know, there's, this, the, there's the part with the iceberg where they're like slowly showing like, oh, well, will it? No, asshole, we, we, know, know. we know history. I wish you wouldn't spend so much time. There's no reason this movie needed to be over three hours long. I'm going to say that right now. There's no reason for that. They could have told this story in much shorter time and much more effectively. And I probably would have dug the story more mm-hmm. had it been abbreviated a little bit. Because, unfortunately, now you've got these three plots going on. You've got the the search for the fucking heart of the ocean diamond oh, that's that going part. on, which we didn't need. No. Uh, then you've also got like the, well, the, the plot of like the boat and everyone talking about the fucking boat. Yeah. If everybody in this fucking movie... At one point in the first 30, 40 minutes, says the word unsinkable. Like everyone <laughs> yes. says, hmm, they say you can't be sunk. Well, it's unsinkable. It's okay, great. We get it. Titanic, <laughs> it's sunk. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the thing that was on the top of everybody's minds. Like, I I don't get on a plane and go, well, they say it's uncrashable. <laughs> like, okay, but see, and I'm approaching this film from uh, the standpoint of it, it, it is about Titanic. It's not about Jack and about Rose. They're the human face of it. But I actually, when you, when you when you dissect it, Joe, if you're given the task of making a movie about the sinking of Titanic, because part of this is, it's almost a historical document. Like no, well, and that's the problem. Th- a lot of people treat this movie like it's fucking gospel because like this is a historical document. There's a lot of accuracy. It is surprisingly accurate. A lot of the things that happened. This guy eat eat lived and breathed the the Titanic. Story like he researched it. I'm still not he sure knew all about the minutia. Subject verb agreement. He, no, yeah, I know. I'm, I, yeah, it's, I, how would you say that in past tense? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but um, <laughs> he like all the he had like 150 extras that he had specific people for. Like, here's your backstory. Here's where you were. This is this was an actual person. Here's your story. Like it, it, this was this was researched within an inch of its life. Mm-hmm. What what part are you are you uh, do you take grievance with? From a I, historical standpoint. From a, from a historical standpoint, I take like the fact that like every rich person is apparently a dick. Okay, yeah, but and you're every about... poor person is apparently got a fucking heart I of gold. Well, but look at look at Avatar. This is what he does. I know. Yes, but, the, Again, but no, you asked people. me. You asked me to to point out what I thought well, was we, historically inaccurate, and well, I we think don't know. there's there's that. No, we don't know, and that's what really bothered me about this movie when it came out. You know, you'd have people going, "Man, all those rich people in the Titanic were dicks." I know, and I'm like, no. All the rich people on James Cameron's Titanic yeah, were dicks. And those are, yeah. Well, he, and That's, the same thing with Avatar. The, same like, thing. the military well, The Navi don't complex. fucking exist, so I'm not going <laughs> to run into that. Okay. Not that we know of yet. But you're, you're taking grievances with, with uh, um, a representation of, of, of humans, of people. I'm and taking, I understand I'm taking grievance with representations of people because he approached his extras mm-hmm. the same way he approached his principal cast. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've That's got fine. a problem with that. You know, when you boast a movie for three and a half hours... You know, give me depth. Give me a journey for these characters to go on. None of these characters, except for one of them, is the same person that they were when the fucking story ends. Jack, he's dead. You know, that's his arc. <laughs> or he is goes, he? He goes from being alive to being... Were you the one who told me that uh, that there was a theory out there that Jack doesn't actually exist? Like, if you watch this That it was movie, like Tyler Durden? If he's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's like a ghost. He's a spirit Well, that would be great, through. except for him getting actually, like, arrested yeah, and yeah, locked yeah. up in a room. That, that theory falls apart immediately, <laughs> but I like I like the idea of he's just, like, her spirit animal. <laughs> I would love to through. see this movie. You know what? I'd probably like this movie a lot more right? if, there if were... it was cut to be, like, Fight Club on a boat. <laughs> you, you find out. She looks in a mirror at some point, and it's Jack standing there. I, I would, I would love to go back and just, like, revisit the scenes of her just alone spitting by herself. 
himself off the side of the boat. Right, if they reshot that from <laughs> yes. a bystander's point of right. view. Right. You know who else's movie I want to see? Going at herself in a car. You know, I want to see the movie of Olaf and Sven. Who they won the tickets to the Titanic? Oh, I was like from from Frozen. No, but they're the same. That's the same names of the moose and the fucking snowman from Frozen. Yeah. But Olaf and Sven are the German guys. They win their tickets right. for the Titanic. Yeah. From I want to see a movie about those guys who find out like a week later <laughs> yeah, that the boat they were supposed to get on happened. Trump. Yeah, they're like, wow, those that's assholes true. that we lost the tickets to saved our lives. That's true. And then they uh, they have life renewed and they 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 live differently. Yeah, they're they, like they make up. They're like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of, of Titanic. There you go. Oh, I like oh that. my god, I would Let's love to that. write that. Yes. There you go. One next play. Olaf and Sven are dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> okay, but back to my point. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So no, okay. So if you're given the task of tell this tell this the story of the Titanic, not the people on board, but the Titanic, he did a masterful job of of researching it, making it fairly historically accurate. Uh, even even people who know. He took some liberties with um, eyewitness accounts that can't be corroborated. Uh, I guess the whole last scene with the the ship's builder, where he's you know in the room as obviously as Jack and Rose run past. Yeah. Um, but but Jack and Ro- Rose is just a vehicle to for the viewer to get us around and see all parts. She's our of, tour guide of this. Sh- basically, yeah, she's uh, our tour guide. Literally this on the on this boat. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're given that task. How do you do it any better? I just tell the story of Jack and Rose. If I want to tell a love story, I tell the story of Jack and Rose. But that's not what it's not. The movie's not called Jack and Rose. The movie's called Titanic. Like right, uh, but we already know. We can watch a bunch of fucking documentaries okay. about what happened yes. on the Titanic. And this brings me back. But to my... we do. We could do a story about Jack and Rose. They happen to be on this fucking boat. Yes, just like how it is in the movie. Mm-hmm. But let's focus on them. Let's focus on them. If we're going to tell a story about star-crossed lovers and the people that try to come between them, we focus on that. Okay. If we want to come if we want to tell a story about the fucking boat sinking and the tragedy of all that and people losing their lives, then we tell that story. If we want to tell the story about fucking finding a treasure that used to be on the boat, no. okay. you tie that in maybe a little bit better with just the Jack and Rose story yeah. and not trying to fit in the story of the captain and the captain's going to be retiring and this is Victor Garber's character and he's built this thing that they said could never be done. You're giving me way too much information about characters that ultimately, at the end of this movie, I don't fucking care about. But again, it's all all the little cogs in the wheel are, are the pieces that 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 bring the event to life. Like, I don't that's what entirely happened. agree. I don't entirely agree. I mean, you know, we've I got, do. We've got, we, talk- of course, you would entirely agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you, Joe. <laughs> no, but we've got like the moment where she's unpacking her her paintings. And they're like, oh, wow, these are great. Who is it? So- oh, somebody it. Picasso. Hell amount to nothing. Somebody Picasso. Believe me. Hell amount to nothing. You know but what? I, and, I'm, and then they also did the thing with like with Freud. You know, Freud says that there's a huge correlation between men and the size of things. Yeah. And who's Freud? Is he a, is he a passenger like, here? Th- that's not, it's not cute. And it's not setting anything up. That's it's not clever, in my opinion. It's not it's, clever, but it was setting her up as a, as a, as a rebellious spirit. Uh, yeah, looking looking down on authority, smoking in front of uh, with the men. Well, she wants to be a man. Okay, but my larger point here is you're you're separating the story of the Titanic and the story of Jack and Rose, and I'm saying you need to because the the goal of this movie wasn't just to give a forensic retelling of the of how it sank. Uh-huh. It was to humanize it. It was you're talking about the tragedy, but how do you display tragedy on this scale? If we don't have somebody to connect to, if we don't have, if we don't know any characters at all, I don't disagree with that. Okay, I don't disagree with that. What I do disagree with is the fact that they didn't flesh out any other characters other than Rose. But she, but she's all you need. Her and no, Jack are all you need. No, it's not all to, you need. To have a, you know, if well, you, you want to connect more, two billion dollars. Look, and, I can't uh, argue 
argue with those. I can't argue with that. But what I'm saying is we're talking about your opinion. We're talking about my opinion. If I'm going to talk about my opinion of this movie, I'm going to say that I would get a lot more out of this movie if you used the backdrop of the Titanic sinking to show more of a story of like how tragedy will bring even the most unlikely people together, that maybe we get to see some kind of redemption with the Cal character. We get to see something like that. We get to see mom finally stick up for Rose okay. in, in the face of death. We see bravery. We see, you know, something like that happen. And I get like, hey, it, it, sometimes we're going to be real with movies, and sometimes that shit doesn't happen. That's great, but you're already telling me a fairy tale kind of romance in this movie. Yeah. So why not give us something a little more positive? We don't need the the, the mustache twirling villain in yeah. this movie. We've got enough set against these people. You can play off of some of that antagonism early on, but when the shit starts hitting the fan and that boat starts sinking, I, I would have preferred to see redemption. You know, and, yeah. and that's me. I, I can I no, can't, no, no. I can't put my values on James Cameron, but I can only tell you what would have worked better for me yeah. would have been a little bit more redemption with these characters to give them depth as well. I agree. It would have been better if there were better character characterizations in this movie. Um, but you can't deny that even though you didn't connect with it personally, the J- Jack and Rose uh, storyline, yeah, over the overwhelming majority of people who saw this movie, like you know, this it, it hit a chord, and and with me, it hit a chord. I I had I knew enough, and I cared enough just about these two characters. Yes, everyone is one dimensional. You would have done anybody would have done a better job of of fleshing out characters and and like you said, bringing some 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 nuance to, mm-hmm. to all the little side players instead of oh he's the villain and he's the henchman and he's a good guy and he's rich uh, and so he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I think when you're telling the story of Titanic and you need to have people that we relate to to ground it, it's uh, again it's this is what James Cameron does. He did it with Avatar. It's lowest common denominator characterizations, but that's how you get a wider appeal. Hmm. He was already planting the seeds for Avatar in this movie. Yeah, you think so? How so? Uh, when she was looking at his drawings, and she was like, you got a gift, Jack. You see people. And he uh, looked at her, and you know what he said? I see you. I see you. <laughs> I know. That's right. I didn't even picture that. <laughs> uh, Avatar. <laughs> right off the He was already like, I'm going to make a movie about blue people. <laughs> and that's, that's what they're going to say to each other. Oh, another quote that was just fucking guffaw worthy oh, is when they finally get the old woman on the boat mm-hmm. and like Bill Paxton's like are you ready Rose are you ready are to you go, ready go back to, to Titanic t- 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 who talks like this nobody, nobody talks says like that. these things nobody says that that's a line written for a trailer there's so many cheesy moments uh, when, they're, when they're like dancing they're having the party you know in the, in the lower the yeah lower in, decks. The, in the third class deck that, that cliched POV shot where they're spinning around and yes. laughing and smiling it's like I, I I don't remember it being, and maybe it's just been uh, mimicked and parodied so many times since then. Because uh-huh. I don't remember, or, they, and maybe I've just gotten old and cynical. Um, but I can't believe you actually did that in a movie in 1997. <laughs> it's so cliche. Oh, okay. Another quote, oh. which was I think uh, unintentionally racist. But it's when all the ladies, uh, Rose's mom is sitting there with the Duchess or whatever and some other woman, and they're sitting there gossiping, and then uh, Kathy Bates shows up, Mm -hmm. and one of the ladies goes, here comes that vulgar brown woman. (laughs) (laughs) Her last name was... Actually, you know what? She... You want to exercise somebody from the movie, and I think here... He, he he stuck with the historical accuracy a little too much. Yeah. Because I've seen this movie so many times, I still don't know the story of the unsinkable, the unsinkable Molly, Molly Brown. Brown. I don't know why she mattered to this story, why we needed her as a character, other than that she lent Jack her son's clothes so he well, could dress they, up nice they, for the they party. They turned a character who has already got a little bit of a, a heroic legend yeah. 
the fact that, you know, she led survivors in, you know, and kind of kept them going. That That's why they called her unsinkable Molly Brown. Yes. You yes. know, uh, but but they kind of turned this this American heroic character yeah. into the one person that would like sympathize with Jack. Um, it's Kathy Bates. You know, and it's funny that it's taken us this long to get to the point where we talk about Kathy Bates <laughs> because she's, she's not a, good, a big part of this movie. She's not a huge part of this movie. She's always fun to watch. Like I'll give you that. I always enjoy Kathy Bates Me for too. the most part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was just kind of like when she showed up in this movie, I felt like there should have been a blinking sign and an arrow that said like, "Hey, kids, look, it's Kathy well, Bates." They d- they d- the whole scene where they introduce her, like it's it's done in voiceover. It's done yeah. in exposition. Like yeah. she's given this like specific. Mm-hmm. Because. You know, and I can only think because yeah. she's going to play a part, a positive part in this movie. I guess I know, but we didn't need it. It was no. She got George Lucas. Yes, she did. Like not all, not all of the main players have to know each other and have to experience. Um, having said that, going back to the the last hour, and I know you, you didn't have a chance to revisit it the way I did, uh, but the actual sinking, which by the way, done in real time almost, yeah. like the the amount of time it took for the real boat to sink, <laughs> yes, it did. like an hour and whatever it was, is is how long, and that was intentional. Oh yeah, there's there's an hour and twenty minutes left in the movie when they finally uh, it's start so sinking. riveting, Joe. And I, I, again, I, I use the word masterful. I think it's great the way we're able to follow these characters through all the different parts of the ship and see how it broke apart, and how the bow is the last part to sink. I don't need you to make me a three-hour drama Mm -hmm. to mask it as some kind of educational vehicle for me to see from the inside what happened to the Titanic. I'm sorry, James Cameron. I don't have as much of a love with the history of that boat as you do. So please don't force it on me. But you know what? I didn't until I saw this movie. And I, I... it was it was one of those things. Well, let's see. So they rediscovered it in 1985, right? Uh-huh. Titan- Titanic at the bottom. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever. Dr. Robert Ballard. Yeah, and so what... I was in grade school. We went to yeah. uh, we went to a museum, and they did like this live cast. Oh. And, and he answered questions no way. from our class. Interesting. Yeah. It was neat. And so that's when it came on my radar. It was the Argo too. Project. Oh, is that what they call it? That's what it's called. It's called Argo. And the little robot is called the Argo Fuck Yourself. (laughs) The little robot's Jason, like Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. Uh, And the little robot, because at the time it was like groundbreaking technology that you were able to get. Now you could fucking send anything down there. Yeah, we got Uh, drones flying overhead. Exactly. But back then, like this was fucking just cutting edge. Yeah. And they had just discovered like the remains of the Titanic and stuff with Mm -hmm. this Jason robot. And uh, and that's what they had sent us. They, we had a field trip out to the, yeah. the museum and talked to them. But again, so I knew of it and I knew it was a tragedy, but I had no connection to it until this movie. So I, I do think, it, it yes, it's educational, Yeah, which is part of the appeal of this movie. I think it will be shown in schools You think so? Forever. With the sex scene and, I, and her I, I taking know. off her clothes? I can't believe they got away with that in a PG-13 movie. Draw me like your French girl. <laughs> Um, okay, Winslet. But but I I don't know. It's I I, I was fascinated I by there to be a version of Titanic where I get to play Jack, <laughs> and we see the the drawing I make that. of her. And it's just the stick figure. It's like Picasso. It's this horrible stick figure. Big boobs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. The music in this movie. I like James Horner. I like James Horner, but they shoehorned that fucking the my heart will go on fucking in Celine the, Dion every moment they could in this movie I know that it got just it got exhausting it did but I think a lot of the fault for that goes with the marketing in the movie yeah. because if you're just watching the film because I hadn't heard that song until seeing the film unfold for the first time uh-huh. so you're hearing hints of it throughout you're getting the themes and then at the end when Celine Dion sings the radio ready version of it you're like oh that's what this has been leading up to to fucking yeah. sell records it's still a good 
song. I don't I, like her. It's it's. I don't know if it's like I, I really maybe don't it's think not a good song. Maybe it's not a good song. It it, it works well as a score, uh-huh. but not as a Agreed. top forty. I absolutely agree with you. I did, It wasn't. It wasn't James Horner, Horner. that did. He didn't. Do, no, no, oh, he didn't do bad. the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. No, did. that's um, uh, shit. Uh, Howard, Howard Shore. Shore. Wow, yeah. <laughs> nice job. Uh, but it sounds very similar. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of similarities between sure. those two scores. Uh, I felt like the score itself was it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was great. Uh, I liked any score that stayed away from the "My Heart Will Go On" theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that music just boom, boom, I, I just couldn't I couldn't stand that. But like there's that whole opening, like when we reveal the boat and like just the music that's pumping in. Then mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. the music that's uh, the, even the music while the fucking boat is sinking. Yeah, the score is really good. It's oh, really he's accomplished, effective. man. Yeah. Not only does it did it have the feel of 1997 or 90 when did this movie Sign, come out? Yep, 97, 97 December it had that that feeling of 97 but it was also it harkened back to classic cinema yeah which i really I loved and that's something that you know i think we we both can agree on that uh we had never seen before from one of cameron's films like we hadn't seen that no you're a lot right. of his soundtrack stuff was very tone. It, it was almost dun, like dun, um dun. like watching uh, uh uh what's his name who did the uh uh, the Escape from New York movies. Oh, Carpenter. Uh, Cop- yeah, Carpenter. Yeah, you're it right. It was like tonal. Mm-hmm. That was it, you mm-hmm. know? And so this was the first James Cameron movie that really, like, s- had a score, yeah. you know? And wow, it was it was, it was was something else. It, yep. th- I was really impressed with that, the I way agree. that they were able to, to put that together. I bought the soundtrack, listened to it <laughs> numerous times. The only gripe I'll, I'll make is that uh, a little too much synth- synthesizer for my part. I don't remember synthesizer. There's like some I like choral. The I like the whistle music that they would get in there. Like no, the main theme well, with the, the fucking pan flute. No, no, what no, no, are you no, talking no. about? They've got. There's another theme that they play. That's on. That they've got like the whistles and stuff going on. The whistle. That's all I got. I don't go, know. I, <laughs> it's that woo woo. You're supposed to be up making breakfast for somebody. <laughs> That's like an alarm clock. It's only for decoration, man. It's just decoration. I think we're talking about the same thing. Just I don't, I don't know. It's not a whistle. It's like a slide. Flute. It's like Zamfir, the pan flute. <laughs> Master of the pan flute. <laughs> um, uh, what else do you have with this? Oh, Jesus. Uh, no, not Jesus. He would have been able to get away from this easily. He would have. Just walked away. Uh, I like, you mentioned it earlier. Oh, my God. <laughs> what you said. And when this flew by. Uh, okay, so one moment, and I'm jumping right to the end. And you don't have to have revisited this for this to bother you, too. Uh, but the, uh, so the climax has happened. Everyone's dead. And they're floating there. Um, and the whole thing is that there's not enough room on this piece of driftwood. Oh, but there is. For the bo- the, oh, but there okay, is. Okay, if you're going to write that in your fucking movie and make that a major plot point. It better be a small-ass piece of wood. Kill off the character, yeah. then I need to see like her limbs hanging off the side. Right. They do an overhead shot. And it's a huge mahogany door. There's, there's enough space for two Leonardo DiCaprio. Fucking yeah, he's a skinny little scrawny fuck. He can yeah. fit in there. Uh-huh. Or, or, hey, how about this? Fucking take turns. Get your ass in there, Rose. Okay, that's well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Have okay, done maybe that. not. That's not. Probably that doesn't make him that. a hero. <laughs> hey, Rose, I love you and all and everything, but uh, can I? Can I have a little bit of five minutes? Five minutes. <laughs> but but I'm saying like there was enough other driftwood and stuff. You couldn't have like maybe tried to put a few things together. To... Yeah, yeah. No, I I absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, I think it's a it, glaring it, oversight. It took far too fucking long for Jack to just die. To die. <laughs> and by the way, guys, bodies float. <laughs> <laughs> just, just thought you might like to know this. Well, Bodies float. <laughs> Jack just sunk like a oh, fucking he does, lead weight. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
No, you're right. Well, yeah. oh, but they sink at first, but then they float. Like when you drown in a pool, that's how right your your lungs filled with water, and then you float, and then I, or and then you right. I don't know. I've never drowned this. in a pool. This is like the UHF VHF conversation <laughs> from last week. I swear I'm right. Guys, uh, if you're listening to this, <laughs> throw your buddy in a pool. So, somebody tell us how people drown. Um, don't tell us. Don't don't write oh, that. Okay. If you write us that, I'm going to delete it so Joe, immediately. So we've disagreed on a lot of things. In this we movie. have disagreed. I love it. You, not so much. Mm-hmm. I think it did a good job of... of, of Bringing characterization in the movie. I thought movie. this was a technical masterpiece. It is. Yes. I will say that cannot confidently. It. That it was a. Te- the, the, I just again cannot fucking say enough about the fact that like we had practical. Dude, we had miniatures. They built mixed a half a ship and then sank it. And then sank it. Yeah. How many thousands did, of gallons of water flooded like, this? I thing. went. I watched some of the featurettes on this and watching them oh. with this, just destroying the boat was very reminiscent of watching what they did with the Death Star battle in the original Star Wars, <laughs> seeing what they did with the miniatures there. And, you know, it's like, wow, this is this is pretty good. I'm, the, I, I love that they that they did this, that they were able to man. to mix the the digital with the practical effects. Yeah. That's amazing, man. And, and, and I it, wish they still did stuff like that. Hadn't really been done effectively, or at least in in a in sci-fi you can get away with some of that shit because nobody knows what a spaceship looks like blowing up right. in space. But we know what water looks like. We know what smoke we know what Bodies falling. Okay, yeah. so which brings me, brings me to my point. So we've disagreed a lot about a lot of things, but I think the one thing we can agree on is that one shot when you know the ass of the ship is is going up and they're hanging on for dear life, and we're seeing people fall out mm-hmm. of deaths, and it's oh, it's tragic. Um, and then there's that one guy who hits the propeller <sighs> on the way down <laughs> and just spins, spins. like twenty <laughs> yes. times until he hits the ground. I'm sorry, you can be the most. Uh, uh, you could you could be crying your eyes out and and just being caught up in the moment, but every time I saw that movie, every and even to this day, there's a little part of me that laughs, and people around you will because laugh. It's like coyote. It's, it's like the coyote it when is. he falls off the cliff. Uh, it, it, it I, be, and it's a digital guy too, and so uh, the effect wasn't very well. There's there it, was that took me. There were the some there were some bad digital. Like there's a point where. The captain finally comes out after the ship is shoved off, and, and he's, he's like, walking around. And he's walking yep. around, and that's totally—you can it's, tell it's. I am on no, a green screen. Nobody motion walks like this. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Also, I I do want to say, uh, going back to the setting something up, I loved that Rose climbs off the back of the boat mm-hmm. where she threatened to kill herself, mm-hmm. and that's the same section that they were clinging to life. Oh yeah, as the boat was sinking, you know, like. Again, that's the thing that I was impressed with what James Cameron did. Right. Where it's like, you know, I liked the the, the, juxtaposition. the, the juxtaposition, the dichotomy. Oh, that's of, better. Of, uh, of you know. Big this, words, big words. This is where we. I was going to end my life. I was one of the few people on this boat that wanted to be dead. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm one of the I people am. that survived. Yes. And also, like, this is what I cling. I, I was going to jump off this to kill myself. And now yep. I cling on to this thing for, for dear life. I love that. I, I, I like thought that there was, that, there was a nice bit of symmetry going on. And there. even a little bit of parallel at the end when old Rose is climbing to the to the back to God, throw I the... Her, I wanted her to jump. <laughs> That's what everybody says. <laughs> it's, uh, well, oh, and here's another problem I had. So she's been carrying this multi-million, maybe billion by this point, dollar diamond, the rarest diamond in the world mm-hmm. for a century now. Yeah. Um, and yet we see at the beginning, like, her and her granddaughter, they're kind of living... Eh, they're, they're living not, in, like, a hut. They're not living like kings. The, I wouldn't see, call it squalor. But we saw as they go through all the pictures and stuff, mm-hmm. like, they, they, they kind of front sell the fact that she did learn to ride a horse she did. like a man. She did. some horseback and riding. And she did, she did fly the plane That's and right. stuff. And, uh, but still, she <laughs> but could have uh, spread the wealth a little bit instead of being a, a, hoarding that uh, the world's most rare diamond. 
and then just tossing it back to me. I get the symbolism, and I, I like it. I don't. I don't. I don't think we needed it. We well, never. We never needed. We never needed this whole thing about a diamond. I, we didn't I think, even need it in the past. We didn't even need it. I then. think the, the 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 message that was being sent was about you know the value of things versus the value of life, and I uh-huh. think that's what you know. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously. Uh, well, I mean, again, with the Bill Paxton character, he kind of points it out. He's been searching for money right. the entire time, right. and then when he and 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 yeah, we don't in. need it. We didn't need it. We have enough lessons that we've learned in the course of this movie. I know. That's him putting a nice little bow on the story, and we didn't need it. We could have just had, you know, this movie. I'm gonna say like as as much as I didn't like what was going on, you know, in this whole movie, from a story standpoint, I, that I don't agree with it and I didn't like it. They ended it just right with the rose stuff. Yes, that like you know the 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 woman fa- <laughs> the woman dies black the black book or whatever it is mm-hmm. the, the notebook style <laughs> yes. she, she dies and then like we kind of go back through the boat oh, God, and then Joe. suddenly there's everybody there I and lose then she it. that's and when she i lose embraces it. with Jeff leo is nodding with and me. everybody yeah, starts clapping oh. and then you notice like the captain's the last yes, one to clap yes i love that too yeah. it's a nice it's a little nice touch. subtle he's right back there it's a the, nice he's touch the last thing you see that like i mean i'm getting goosebumps now from it because it's a beautiful way to end a story visually there was no dialogue. No. He visually told mm-hmm. a wonderful ending to the story. That moment is my favorite. My other favorite moment, uh, when when really we get to see the humanity and the, and the tragedy, um, when uh, the, the band, the four-piece orchestra, is playing that violin concerto yeah. at the end, and we're cutting away to, again, done in, in silent. We're not hearing any gnat sound. It's all just the music. Mm-hmm. And there's that old couple lying in bed. Yeah. Who apparently were supposed to be the, uh, the the owners of the Macy's brand? Yeah, a lot of famous people were on this ship that sent That's got right. Guggenheim, got Guggenheim, Astor. Um, and they have the, and they explained they I well, know. Mrs. Guggenheim's at home, and yeah. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> we know he's gonna. Well, we know everyone's gonna die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I guess we don't have to call it out. Um, but just the shot of them overhead shot is the waters rushing mm-hmm. in and their craft. Oh, and the mother reading the story to the little, to kids, the little kids, and you know, just shh, it'll be over soon. Uh, see, that's that's the shit that gets me. And yeah, could have used more of that unless. But again, okay. And here, here's my last defense of James Cameron. Okay. Yes, doesn't know how to write dialogue. Very clunky. His exposition is horrible. Like mm-hmm. again, showing is better than telling sometimes. Yeah. Um, characters are one dimensional. Very cliche. There's no gray area. You're the good or you're bad, mm-hmm. uh, or, or rich or poor, whichever way you look at it. Um, but he had uh, respect for. The story he had respect for. He had respect for the the story the, of the, the Titanic. The, the actual, yes, yes. Yeah, the actual, this is what I'm saying. He wanted source to, material. He wasn't mailing it, and I and I will compare this and contrast to Michael Bay's oh, Pearl God. Harbor, which was also a movie that was greenlit based on the success. Like we need another Titanic. We need yeah. another epic three hour. That was a What's another tragedy that happened in Such American history mistake. that we can make a? Uh, and he he doesn't know how to do it, and I don't think mm-hmm. he. For all of the shit that people give James Cameron, apparently he's a, he's a tyrant, like he's an asshole. Everybody, Kate Winslet, if you hear any of the interviews she did after, she's like, I'll never work with him again. Yeah. He's like a drill sergeant. Um, but he's one of the few people who could have pulled off a movie like this, and he did. Uh, but I still think he, he's got a big heart, and he, he nailed the tone of this movie. When it came to making you realize what, what a tragic event this was in human history. Hmm. No, you won't even give uh, me that. I, I, I can't. Didn't I, feel like, it right now. I, I can't agree with that. I'd probably right. have to think on it a little bit. But well, at least we agree on the guy flipping around. The guy flipping the, around. The, the propeller. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that should no, be a and vine. I'm gonna find that. That final that 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 final moment for Rose. You know, when she was reunited with the spirits or Ugh. whatever. It was very reminiscent. Well, we can't even call it reminiscent because it came decades before. 
of Lost. Yes. In fact, wow. He the d- main character's named Jack, and there's Kate Holy Winslet. Shit. Kate, Jack, Kate. Uh, oh, interesting. And it's all like at the end, it's like yeah. all the spirits are reunited. Yep. And you were huh. there. And you, and you were, were there. there. <laughs> wow. I wonder. I wonder if we just we found like the interesting J.J. Abrams a little ripoff, huh? Of yes. Titanic. The Rosetta Stone for J.J. Abrams. <laughs> we just gotta look at old Ca- uh, James Cameron movies. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I. I. Given all of its faults, I still enjoy it. I think it's going to be one of these movies that withstands the test of time. And and I. Unlike the Titanic, were I to have kids, uh, would would uh, I would want to expose them to this and hope that they would show it? Did in you know that they have a animated Titanic Ugh. movie? What? There's an animated Titanic movie with no. like like cutesy Mo- animals and stuff. Uh, and it must have come after this. Huh? Show this. We need to watch that. Are they telling it from like the dogs' standpoint, <laughs> or from the dolphins? I don't know. I have the, no idea. They're fucking dolphins in this. There, no. were, there were dolphins in Titanic, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right but off, I mean, off the bow? But you're talking about Dude, the animated Dude, I don't know. Movie? I haven't seen you're this You're making this shit up. I have okay. no idea. Uh, no, uh, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. So uh, what did Titanic do best? I uh, guess we'll kind of revisit this. I, yeah, I think I just spelled it out. It, it was it was the uh, the reverence that it had for uh, the subject matter and the mm-hmm. way it told. And um, uh, yes, it's a clunky love story. It's very, again, lowest common denominator. But again, I, I, I don't know how else you're able to bring the human side of this story in and yet tell the grander scale of of uh the folly of man. Okay. What That's did it work. what did it do wrong? One dimensional characters, man. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna agree on that, right? Yeah. Or maybe you have something worse well, that you hated. Uh what I think Titanic did right. Billy Zane, I guess, was, would if I had to <laughs> come down to one What is up with him? Like you know, there are some things that I watch him in and he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then some things I see him in and I'm like, wow, you are bad. Well, like, I you think, are really bad. I think he did exactly what he was told to do in this movie. And for mm-hmm. that I'll give him kudos. Okay. But yeah. Uh what I thought Titanic did best was just visually. James Cameron, mm-hmm. as much as I don't like stories that he writes and uh and presents, the dude does tell a wonderful visual story. Like right. he's he's such a good visual artist, mm-hmm. uh, and he you could tell he still even with this movie you could tell he comes from sci fi roots. You know, there's there's definitely like this a kind of a, a sci fi feel to what he's put together with this movie. Interesting. Um, you know, especially with like when you go into the engine room of the Titanic yeah. and like the pistons and stuff like that. You could you could tell that that's from a mind of a sci fi geek. That's pretty someone cool. who likes to put together like machines and 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 put them together on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fun. I did enjoy that. Uh, what I thought Titanic did wrong, the running time, and yeah. and I didn't mind it. The uh, and and because of that, it's the the oversaturation of plots in this movie. We didn't need all of the stuff that was going on in this movie, uh, and also just you know, with with a movie that's completely mired in tragedy, mm-hmm. it wouldn't hurt to give it a little bit more redemption. You know, to you didn't need to make Rose and you know also a little bit Jack your your most you know your your main focus. Well, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Your most compelling characters. Oh right, right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're sitting there like nodding your head, like that's what yeah. I do. I'm trying to pull it out of you. You, uh, you you don't need to make them your most compelling characters when you've got this backdrop of tragedy. You can spread that around. You know, you can you can give us more characters. You can give us unlikely heroes. You could give yeah. us redemption. Because if if there's anything that will help help a tragedy mean even more, mm-hmm. it's to find that redemption within. You know, interesting uh, is something we haven't talked about. They end up giving some of these little side characters more development than our main characters. Yes, 
the the shipbuilder you feel more for uh-huh. the captain going down with yeah, the, the ship. The Victor Garber last, character, absolutely, he's yeah. fantastic. Um, even uh, there's that one guy who's loading all the boats, who's mm-hmm. who's trying to keep everybody back, and and, yeah. and ends up just like offing himself at the end. Like uh-huh. <laughs> I felt more well, about yeah, that. Yeah, he shot a guy, and then he felt horrible about yep. it, and ended up ending himself too. Yeah, yeah, it was it's sad. And again, no, that's great development. Why not give that to somebody else? You know, yeah. Billy Zane, even at the moment where the ship is sinking, is trying to like use a child I to know. get off the boat. He's so despicable. We don't 100% need, despicable. We didn't need to do that. We didn't need to try to like see audience. He's a despicable guy. Yeah. No, we already got it. Yeah. We already got that he made mistakes. Now, what you do from there is, you know, you see him. He's jealous, and in a fit of jealous rage, he tries to attack Jack. Mm-hmm. Or, and he's Jack and, and he's hit Rose. Now, what do you do? I think it's more challenging as a storyteller yes. to now redeem him. Yeah. Try to find something where he finds that redemption. He feels sorrow mm-hmm. for what it is that he's done. And it would have given that last moment where we see him, where they're back in New York and he's looking for her uh-huh. and she's hiding herself. That It would have given would've, that a lot more gravity absolutely. if we felt a little more for him. And, uh-huh. oh, he's... he's he knows that he's, you know, we don't want to see him end her up with her, heart. but we feel bad that he, he now doesn't get the chance yeah. to make amends. Yeah, exactly. That's, Instead, he just fucking whips out a gun and tries to shoot them. Like, it's like, that was so out of character yeah, at that was. moment. Like, yes. I understand being in a jealous fit of rage, but as, as the ship is sinking. Right. Uh, every Everything's already going to shit. Yeah. And now we're having a fucking battle in the water? Like, yeah. are, you, are you kidding that me? Was, that was... Uh, uh, Solely done to get them back into the into the the guts of the yep. ship. Yeah, like how are we gonna? They're already up top. What do they need to run from now? Oh, mm-hmm. somebody's shooting after him. Like that's such a. It's cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's horribly cliche. So there you go. Um, all right. So if, if we were going to recast Titanic, mm-hmm. uh, how would we do it? I'm I'm doing a an ensemble recast where I'm pulling my cast from another okay uh, a film. I've got five people recast. Why don't you go first? You I'll go, go first. first? Okay, yeah, get that I'll absolutely go first. Uh, gonna start with Old Rose. Yeah, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. uh, Helen Mirren. Of course, because she's an older woman and she's. Really sexy for an older woman. <laughs> yeah, every time we, we bring her up, great, and then man. every time Jeff and makes Jeff that makes face. Jeff makes that face, but I think that she's, man, she's she's really great. You can do worse. I, she's a good performer, too, man. She's just really great. Yeah. Uh, and Old Rose countered with Brock, the uh, Bill Paxton character. Yes, Brock. Here, played by Casey Affleck. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a little young, maybe. No, uh, I think he's about, okay, he's about okay. there now. You're right. Uh, and now going back into the uh, the old Titanic time. Mm. Uh, Cal, the uh, the Billy Zane character, played by James McAvoy. Uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah, Professor Professor X, X from, from uh, the X-Men new X Men movies. Nice. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Rose, played by Olivia Thirlby. I don't know if uh, you've you seen the movie, the movie Dread. No, I haven't yet. Oh, you haven't damn seen it? it? Oh, it's, damn. But I'm watching it within the next two weeks. Hey, guys, if you have Netflix, that movie is going off on February 23rd. Yeah. So watch it. Check it out. This it's in the next week. amazing. I'm going to watch it. It's, got nothing, it's nothing like the Stallone version. Good. It's so good. It's Visually, heard. it's gorgeous. Lena Headey? If you can watch it in 3D, watch it in 3D. Oh, do you have it in 3D? I have it in 3D, <gasps> yeah. Oh, I may need to watch it. You, yeah, you'll have to come on by. Okay. Because uh, the 3D in this movie is just fucking astounding. Interesting. Um, but she plays Judge Anderson, Who's a psychic uh, judge, and she's really great. She's adorable. Uh, in fact, I up. just saw her recently in The Wedding Ringer. 
She plays Ooh. Kaylee Cuoco's younger sister. Oh, Kaylee Almost Cuoco's like the, in this? The Isla, Isla Fisher. From Wedding Crashers? From Wedding Crashers. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, there you, there you go. And, Shit, I need to check her out. And playing the part of Jack Dawson. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the movie Warm Bodies? I haven't yet, but I know. Have you ever seen the movie X-Men First Class? Uh, familiar with it. The guy who plays Hank McCoy, Beast? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Nic- he's great. Nicholas Holt yeah. would be my Jack Dawson. Ooh, that's a nice pairing. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and directing this whole thing, a man who's got uh, all kinds of familiarity when it comes to movies involving boats, Wolfgang Peterson. <laughs> oh, yeah. He would never want to do another one again after his experience. <laughs> no. With, no. Uh, I've heard a lot of nightmare stories about yeah. what, what he had to endure. Oh, poor guy. Good casting. Nice. I like that. Uh, okay. So... Uh, I'm pulling from... DB. Uh, hmm? How what? You went, I am, oh, and I'm like, DB. DB. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I don't know how to... Should I start with director first? Yeah, I'm going to start with director, um, because who else can... Uh, this is a guy who's been given a lot of uh, larger properties, uh, but knows how to tell a grand story, but also, at its heart, have a have a have make it personal. Uh-huh. I'm talking about J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. So uh, I'm going to pull the cast of the new Star Trek is going to be in my Titanic. Uh, Old Rose. No, 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 we'll leave her for last. Okay. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Bill Paxton character, Brock, who's, uh-huh. who's searching for the heart of the heart of the ocean, heart of the sea, heart of the heart ocean. Heart of the ocean. Um, the sparkling diamond. Um, Carl Urban. Nice. So he's going to play uh, the, the Dread. Bill Paxton character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Another we time. both cast people <laughs> from Dread. Think about that. Um, Let's start with the the Billy Zane character. How about Zachary Quinto? Be I nice like to that. see him play a villain again after his Siler. Siler role in Heroes. Uh, his 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 henchman, his side guy, uh, a little more on par as far as age goes. But I got to do a Benedict Cumberbatch okay. in the second Star Trek movie. Not a regular, but still part of the universe. It's okay. Uh, and then we have these side characters. You know, there's the the Fabrizio who we mentioned before. Uh, no Italians, but how about uh, how about a Russian instead this time <laughs> in the form of Anton Yelchin. It's all good. Doing his Russian uh, whatever. They they <laughs> left from Europe. Sure. It's conceivable he could have been there. And then remember, they they run into a guy named Tommy on board the ship. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that'll be Simon Pegg doing that role. Perfect. Uh, you know, I was thinking like one of us was going to recast the two guys up in the crow's nest as Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Dude, that would have been great because <laughs> that was one of my notes too that I didn't get to. I didn't understand a fucking thing those guys were saying. <laughs> it's so just like, oh, you're all a bugger. Bollocks to that. Oh, exactly. It's like, what? Smell language? ice. Are they speaking? Yeah. Smell ice, can ya? <laughs> we made right. them so Australian. Crikey. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do accents. Uh, the ship's architect, Thomas Andrews. How about Eric Bana, again, from like the it. first Star Trek? Ship's captain, one of the few uh, older characters. How about uh, Captain Pike? Bruce, Bruce Greenwood. Greenwood. Good memory. Uh, and then, of course, our, our, our star-crossed lovers, uh, Kate and Leo. going to be uh, Chris Pine and Zoe Saldana, which means that Old Rose is going to be played by Nichelle Nichols. Nice! The yes. old Uhura. That's what I'm. I'm taking some liberties with I the race there. I love it. There, no, I but, love uh, it. Not a lot of female characters in the Star Trek universe. That's great. Uh, get everybody. Yep, got everybody. Love it. Uh, if you've got any thoughts about how you would recast Titanic, what you thought about Titanic, what you thought about what we thought about Titanic, <laughs> go ahead and write us on our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook in the search bar. Just put the editing bay. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's where you could tell us what you think. And if you have any movies that you'd like us to take a look at, 
uh, that's where we'll be uh, we'll be checking things out. Joel, we've got a website too, right? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. You can go there, find a little more about the show, see some pictures, find out about upcoming live events. Sounds like we're going to have another one in 2015. Yeah, you'll, working on getting that together. You'll be able to learn about it first there, and also uh, on our Twitter handle if you follow us at the Editing Bay. Again, the Editing Bay at the Editing Bay for Twitter, but just Editing Bay. Uh, when you're going to the website, if you download us on the uh, iTunes mm. app, uh, the 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 what is it? The podcasting app, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're on iPhone, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and leave us a review. We would love that a review and a rating, five star ratings, preferable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, give us a review, and that that helps us out. So that way, we can kind of market this podcast a little bit more. I actually, had a meeting last week with a guy that's going to try to help us out with uh, with getting in some sponsorships and stuff. Nice. Um, We're going so legit. That that helps, guys. Uh, going to go ahead and wrap this up. Jeff, thank you so much, man. I know it's later than usual. I really appreciate, it. man. We are knocking on the door at 10 p.m. Yep. Uh, really knock, appreciate knock, you. Knock Love you so much. I'll see you tomorrow for Afternoon Delight. Joel. Yes. Always fun times. I'll see you next week. Guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.